What's up, everybody? Ed and... Larry from Pinheads of Horror. Uh, first off, Merry Christmas or whatever you guys celebrate. Um, we are on the subject of the holidays. We are getting ready for the holidays, <laughs> yes, of course. we are. We, um, today we have Todd Nunez, who directed All Through the House, and we will be hey. interviewing him today. <laughs> and pretty much uh, ask a few questions or um, inspirations and everything and we'll go off into different topics and stuff and just just kind of like shoot the shit a bit yeah. alright alright cool so how did this come to be really like what, what made you what made you think of uh, this and was it always a, like a Christmas themed movie well uh, it all started back when Silent Night Deadly Night came out and I was too young to actually see the movie. So I, I could only imagine what it was like. They, they had the so big protests and um, for the movie, I remember... Uh, well, I remember seeing different documentaries about how mothers were protesting the whole Santa yes. Claus and everything. Yeah. It, yeah, it was a big deal, and they had this amazing poster. Uh, I love the poster. It's one of my favorite posters to this day uh, with that Santa slinking down the chimney right, and carrying yeah. the axe. Yeah, absolutely love it. And that really got me thinking about what this movie could be about. And it, it stayed with me for a really long time until I eventually saw the movie, and it was nothing like I had imagined. And so I just wanted to get that vision that I've always had in my head and put it out there. All right. Uh, and that was the start. Okay. Um, you know, staying on that subject... Were you worried at all about your movie facing the same kind of heat that Silent Night, Deadly Night received? Um, not so much. In fact, I kind of was looking for that. I wanted <laughs> something controversial within the movie to uh, sort of pay tribute to that time period when everybody freaked out. And it's kind of worked. I mean, there are a lot of people who get uh, pretty pissed off when they watch uh, All Through the House. Really? You've had some backlash from certain people? Yeah, you know, when you show a penis or a severed penis or whatever, <laughs> people lose their shit. You can kill anybody anyway, but God forbid you show a penis. So right, right. <laughs> and there were quite a few penises, uh, if yeah. I remember correctly, yes. We went for it. <laughs> as, as which any, any director nowadays should do, just go for it. I believe. Yeah, especially if you're making an independent movie and you don't have very much money and you want to do something that's going to uh, affect people. It's like, just go for it because we can get away with it in the independent world. Exactly. So that's where you get to have fun. How is it working with, like, I, it's your sister, I believe? Yes, it's my sister. Right. Uh, now, just about the whole family dynamic, uh, how is it working with family as opposed to uh, other hired actors uh do they give you more shit or are they more i don't know maybe not obedient but uh follow your direction more properly let's say um well it's definitely because my sister and my uh my brothers they're all younger than than uh, i am so uh, i was the older brother and I was the one always doing the movies always throwing them out windows and you know drowning them in the pool and <laughs> Doing all this, so they sort of grew up taking my direction. Okay. So it, there's never any like civil rivalry on set at all, ever. Off set, yeah, sure, but on when we're working, it's a, a total uh, working relationship. 
How many times was a parent threatened to be called? Oh, gosh. When I was uh, <laughs> uh, in junior high and high school, all the time. I was always doing uh, weird things. I was always on top of somebody's roof with a big, giant spotlight. I did uh, slasher plays when I was in high school. And the administration would always freak out uh, because they were so violent. And the entire school showed out to watch them. They couldn't feel two aisles when they did a Shakespeare play. But when I did Friday the 13th, the whole auditorium was packed. It's it's so true. I, I I did the same thing when I was you know, I was a youngin. I was in high school. We were our teacher let us write and direct our own one act plays at the end of our senior uh-huh. year. So I did a zombie one, and of course it was right. controversial because there was lots of zombies getting shot and people dying. So I, I can I know where you're coming from with this one. Uh, yeah, and they, I was I was lucky. I had a drama teacher who did not like what I was doing. But he really was supportive in that I was doing something, and I was passionate, and I was getting it done, and I was getting people to follow me. And so he really uh, stood behind me, even though it, he hated slasher movies. Well, that sounds like a cool teacher. My teacher was pretty awesome like that, too. I'm sure she yeah. didn't you know, really like what I did, but you know, gave me that outlet to show my uh-huh. art for him. So that, I think that's great. Yeah, teachers are really important, I believe. Um, yeah, absolutely. I actually have a really funny story about the first time I actually saw Silent Night, Deadly Night. Ooh, let's hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not so much funny. It just kind of developed my attitude about horror movies and, you know, the people who stick their nose up at them. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and I could laugh now because his store's out of business. Uh, I went to Borders <laughs> one night. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I would always go up to, like, I would start out at the graphic novel section, go up to the CDs, and then work my way to the horror movies. That's what we call the virgin pathway. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I came across Silent Night, Deadly Night, and it was only eight bucks. And I'm like, fuck, man, I've heard so much about this movie. I need to buy this and check it out. I go up to the cash register, and uh, the cashier who... No. Comic book guy? No, like very almost hipsterish in a Hipster way. Hipster dude? Yeah. Oh, no. He's looking at it. He's looking at it, and he looks at the back, and he reads uh, when it said, and watch out for Grandpa. You know, when like from the beginning when he's talking to his grandpa right, about yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And he, he reads it with like this sneed, sarcastic tone in his voice. And he's like, well, enjoy. And I'm like, uh, I'm like uh, I will. Wow, yeah. Fucker. Those guys, those are my mortal enemies. The hipster haters. Uh, yeah, they have nothing better to do. I agree. Oh, yeah. Now, when you're uh, coming up for the bad guy, uh, Jamie, yeah. Um, yeah. we were wondering just about the, the mask you chose as opposed to other Santa Claus masks, like the uh, rosy red cheeks and everything. Why, uh, yeah. why the more darkish mask? Well, it started off, I, my, my inspiration was a real-life experience of somebody who made a Santa Claus, uh, sat in a lawn chair in front of their house with an old man's mask on it. <laughs> okay. And uh, they had no idea what they were doing, but it was creepy as shit. I mean, it was horrible. And, um, and also the old 1920s pictures of these guys dressed up like Santa Claus with these freaky masks. And that's where I started. I started with that, and I even got one of the masks, and I, I accumulated uh, so many. And 
different variations of cutting things up and mixing and matching and painting. And we had a big photo shoot. And, uh, and that, when that, when Lito put on that whole getup with that mask and we put the beard on it and the hair and all that, that was it. I knew that was it. There was no question. I liked his eyes throughout the whole movie and how you captured them yeah. on film. How they're just constantly open. You never really see them blink and they're always intense. Yeah, and Leto's an amazing actor. I mean, the, the fact that he was able to capture the spirit of Jamie as a character, as a real person, and have that come through the eyes, just the eyes, not even in his uh, intense moments, but in the right. softer moments, at towards the end. Um, he's an exceptional actor uh, to be able to, to do that. I've worked with a lot of people, and they think, oh, you just put on the mask and you put on the costume and you're the killer and it's it doesn't work like that there's a walk exactly there's a there's a, there's a feel we sat in on a panel of uh, former jasons at one of the comic uh and one of these uh, horror cons who was it uh kane hotter it was kane hotter of course and uh yeah i forgot the two other cj ones. from the sixth one yeah cj from the sixth and uh what's his name from the, the second one, second Steve. one. Yeah, they were, they were pretty funny, but they they pretty much said the same thing. You just don't put on a mask and you're the boogeyman all of a sudden. You have to, yeah. you have these little quirks and twitches that you have to uh, incorporate into the whole movie. So, yeah, uh, you really have to respect someone like that. Yeah, you have I mean, to. You, you don't have, have any dialogue to work with, so you, you exactly. Have to, and yeah, that just should totally ramp up your performance. Otherwise, you have to emote. <laughs> yes, there's still emotion, yet no one can see your face. Or, exactly. Um, except for your I, eyes. Yeah. And Leo was great. Yeah, he was, absolutely. I, I agree with you there. Now, uh, why Shears? Was that also something growing up where you might have been afraid of? Or, or was that a tribute to uh, the burning? Well, you could say it was a tribute to the burning. I mean, I'm never going to uh, pass up an opportunity to pay tribute to some of my favorite horror movies. Right. Um, but it, it really did sort of develop because of how the character developed and the story came uh, together that the shears made sense because of what he was doing. Yeah, cutting yeah. dicks off, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, and instead of, you know, and I wanted, because I'm a, sort of a fan of uh, slasher villains who have their weapon, and so it just sort of became like that was his trademark weapon, and, uh, and I think it worked for him. Yeah, you know what, that was honestly one hell of a twist when when I saw he was doing that, you know, chopping the dicks off because I thought yeah, it was, yeah. I thought it was just going to be, you know, kind of like your basic slasher formula. And then I see him like in the, in the beginning, he's just chopping a dick yeah. off. And I'm like, like, which way is this going to go? Yeah, Cause you're yeah, at first you're thinking for, it's just gratuitous violence, but it yeah. actually means something. Yeah. If you watch the movie, you yeah. stick with it. Yeah. Instead, it's just like, oh, it's this dick-cutting guy. It's it's not like that at all. Well, there's more, way more to it. He's got a bag of dicks. He's got a bag. <laughs> the, Literally, yeah. yeah. First bag, well, bag of dicks I've seen in uh, movies. So, yeah. Oh, and you know what? Before we get too, uh, too far away in the interview, um, you actually did an interview with a buddy of ours, uh, Jimmy Weinholtz from uh, Horrific Network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's actually, uh, he gave us his screener door-to-door back in, when, like, March? Yeah, it was about the, yeah, it was about March. He's great. Yeah, he's and you know what? Uh, he actually told me uh, we, me and him were talking today. He told me your sister's actually going to be in his next film. So, yes. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to so seeing that's, that. Well, that's yeah, it's exciting. That's wonderful. <clears throat> yeah, cool. 
You know what? I want to ask you, aside from Silent Night, Deadly Night, yeah. what were some of your favorite horror movies growing up as a child? Like, what movie was it that kind of set you on that path to, this is the genre I love, this is the genre I want to make movies about? And director, too. Uh, what kind, which, who? I'm... Well, as a kid, I always wanted to be uh, a writer, director. I was doing plays in school. But it... Uh, but I didn't know what a horror movie was. I didn't know what a slasher movie was. I had only ever seen, you know, Wizard of Oz and Grease. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was just that. But when I was in the fifth grade, uh, I, I snuck downstairs with my cousins and we watched Halloween. And that changed my life. <laughs> I mean, literally, it changed my life. And I wanted, to, I wanted more. I wanted to know more. And I was freaking my mom out. She had no <laughs> idea what was going on with me. <laughs> But I was just so amazed that a movie could do that, that everybody, you know, my cousins were screaming and yelling and just have that kind of a, an effect, and I, I wanted to be a part of it. So Halloween was the first movie that I'd ever seen that really just shaped me. It wasn't just a movie-going experience for me. It did change my life. Ed won? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ed, Ed and I uh, are... Well, I, I love Halloween. I... I'm not as big a fan of it as Ed is, but I do yeah. enjoy the movie. Um, so he's pretty happy about that. How you like Halloween and how it inspired you, and it's well, because it's, it's it's just like yeah, that was the, one of the first movies I saw that kind of got me on this path and this path like this path like, like I'm on a fucking movies. quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow! Look who finally <laughs> chimes in. Mine was uh, was Aliens. That movie I saw that uh, in the theater. Yeah. And nerd, yeah. Well, hey, it was that or Karate Kid too. So uh, <laughs> Aliens was it, right? I had begged my dad, my sister wanted to see Karate Kid too. So I was like, so we got to see Aliens in the theater, and I was very young at the time and loved it. Uh, I, my my dad was pretty cool. He let me watch horror movies at a very young age. Like Creep Show was another one that I grew up on. Yeah. Uh, Tom Atkins, of course. Uh, thinking of that, <coughs> it was in Halloween three. Yeah, it was in Halloween. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Halloween three? Well, when uh, back when it first came out, I was I, I I didn't really understand it because I wanted Michael Myers, right? <clears throat> I wanted Jamie Lee Curtis, and so you know I think that kind of sucked <coughs> a lot of the uh, enjoyment out of the movie for me into the you know I I, I hated it when it, it first came out. <laughs> a lot of people did. To be honest, you know, because of that, because there was no Michael Myers, there was no, you know, no more Laurie. So, uh, but, you know, now it's, it's you know, as its own thing, it's not too bad. I agree. But, uh, I, I mean, I like that one more than the other ones, but I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in the <coughs> minority on that. Um, talking about, like, Halloween and just um, sequels and prequels and everything, if you had to make like a sequel or prequel or a remake of a movie, which one would you want to do? Wow. You know, there are... Well, it, 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 speaking of which, I mean, I am doing a, uh, a remake. Oh. I don't know if you know about that. Oh. Scoop, to, really? Uh, yeah, fill us in here. Yeah. Hints, <laughs> please. All right. Yeah. Um, it, to uh, Don't Look in the Basement. Ooh. Oh, that's another one I've, I remember seeing when I was a kid, and it's and that's the one in the uh, mental institution. Yes, yes, yes I yes. love that one. We're gearing up for uh, for that 
The script's already done. It's, awesome. uh, it's more inspired by Don't Look in the Basement, so we are taking one of the alternative names, which was Death Ward 13. That's what we're going with, just okay. so people don't get, because we, we do sort of take some liberties to amp up the violence and the, right. the action and uh, uh, turn the story a little on its head, because there's an amazing twist in Don't Look in the Basement. Right, yeah. Uh, but everybody knows it. Everybody knows the twist. So uh, we got to present something else. It's got to be you know something that's just as shocking and, and, and turns things around, but uh, in a different way. So we, you know, instead of doing a straight-up remake of something everybody already knows what's going to happen, right. we have to put a little twist in there. That's, I mean, I, I love it when that happens. Um it seems like they uh, there's always a remake of like a good movie, and I always think that yeah. some lesser known movies or maybe even bad movies should be remade. And I think that probably serves I, a better purpose than trying to remake something classic. I agree. And when somebody asked me that question, what you just asked, of what movie would you remake? And I thought about that, and I was and aside from Don't Look in the Basement, uh, I said Humongous, and they're like Humongous. <laughs> you want to remake Humongous? And I'm like, well, yeah, because I think that's a movie that could stand a remake. I right. think that that's, uh, you know, there's something there that you could you could build upon instead of, like, doing Hell Night or, or the, the Prowler or something that's, you know, a little bit more polished. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's tons of movies I'd love to be, see being remade. Yeah. The Being? The Being. <laughs> the Being. <laughs> so, what are your other interests? Uh, what do you do for fun? Like, hobbies? May I watch horror movies for hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So do we, of course. Um, it's mainly, you know, my life right now is really just sort of consumed with movies, making movies, uh, working with the production company that I'm working with now, and just being excited about that. So that's not really work to me. That's passion and drive, and it's what gets me up in the morning, and it's what I think about all the time. So I'm just happy to be able to be doing it now. Are there ever times where you're like exhausted by it and need to take a break, or are you just encompassed constantly? At any given moment, if I get a phone call, if I have a question, if there's something I need to do, I'm I'm ready. I'm there. I'm doing it. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm ever like when we were filming. It was a twenty four seven. We had very little time, very little money, so we were running on determination and passion and pizza <laughs> and coffee. Uh, it, there seems to be a part in uh, all through the house where you guys shoot at a mall. Uh, yeah. Did you get the yeah. per- proper permits for that? Oh hell no. <laughs> That's a... no. <laughs> okay. In fact, uh, we got kicked out of there. Ah. Um, we got the wide, and then we went to another shopping mall, and we were able to get the uh, the flip shot of that, and just had her next to some lights. But they're not even really in the same area when the girls are actually talking back and forth. Gotcha. <laughs> so, you, know, you got to do what you got to do when you're on a budget. <laughs> exactly. They were outside of a cinema and all of a sudden it's a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway. Actually, you know what? Just thinking of malls, <laughs> now everything is digital. Do you yeah. miss at all going to, like, Suncoast or any other, uh, like, place? Oh, man, just... I, do I ever miss that. The, the video stations, the video stores... The horror section, oh. and not only that, but when you go into like a new town or you go to visit somebody and you go to their video store to see what they <laughs> had on the shelf, you know, that, you, those are the, the good times. So looking at the back of the the boxes and just imagining what these movies were about. And, right, yeah. yeah. I got my mom really turned on to horror movies. She became 
a horror movie fanatic, and she never was into them before. So, well, luckily, my mom was into horror movies when I was growing up, so we got to watch a lot together. She actually ah. took me to go see Army of Darkness. Oh, okay. And it was like a packed house, and people were going nuts. It was one of the best experiences of my life. She just loved Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> that's true too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember just going to Suncoast, but it was always, the movies were always expensive. They were like 30 bucks for the VHS, sometimes even more, so I really always couldn't afford them. But now, seeing as there's, I mean, there's so many different options, there's Netflix mm-hmm. and there's Apple TV or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, is this just easier for you or would you rather have it go back to the uh, olden times? Well, you know, I think that right now, one of the great things about doing horror movies and uh, is that the fans of horror movies still buy Blu-rays. Right, yeah. They still want that collection. Instead of you doing a drama, you don't have, like, you know, the drama geeks trying to get, you know, their drama movies. It does, it's not the same thing. Right. But horror fans want to still hold that movie in their, their hands and, and add it to their collection. And I'm the same way. If I collect a movie, it's usually horror movies are... A super superhero movies. That's just the, uh, the only two kind of movies I collect. Yeah, same here. Uh, like a lot of the special edition Blu-ray and like Alamo Draft House kind of stuff, like those kind yeah. of compilations or stuff. Uh, I usually like to collect, and they, I mean, they stand the test of time too with all the yeah. extras and everything. I like yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. certain companies that come out, um, like uh, Anchor Bay, sometimes comes out with good stuff and. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's plenty of other ones. So, you know what? I, let's a quick detour away from. Oh Florida yeah, for please. A second. Um, All right. What is your favorite superhero movie that you brought it up? Uh, it would have to be the, the Dark Knight. Which... Um, you know, I absolutely love that trilogy. But I am, you know, I, I'm a huge Batman fan, big DC fan. So my favorite movies always have to involve uh, DC characters. Mm-hmm. I, I like Marvel, but DC is just my DC is your jam. Yeah, it is. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna say this now. I'm gonna say this now. I thought Dawn of Justice was better than Civil War. What? Uh, I love the Dawn of Justice. I do not understand the hate. I love a darker superhero movie. I love a movie that's you know, not that I don't like Marvel, like I said, but uh, I love the fact that they were doing something different. I don't want all my movies to look and feel the same. Let Marvel exactly. do their way, and let let's let DC do the, have their own voice. Exactly, I, I think that too. I like the extended cut of uh, Dawn of Justice. I did too. Yeah, it it put a little more in there for me to kind of uh, little pros and cons of both Superman and Batman because it was all yeah kind of one sided. It seemed until that director's cut it, came out. But there's just a lot I think in it that really made you think. There was a lot of thinking where. where you know, some of the other movies, not so much. You know, I, I, I don't mind that. I, I, I dig that darker take on it, so. No, me too. You know, one thing I really, uh, you know, everyone was all worried about Ben Affleck yeah. uh, playing Batman. And it's like, you don't have to worry about him playing Batman because when it comes to playing Batman, he's just emoting in a suit. It's the Bruce Wayne character that you have Absolutely. to. Absolutely, yes. And I think he did a pretty good job. I thought he was great. I loved him. I was worried about it. I was at first, but uh, but once I saw the movie, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm waiting for the movie, his solo movie, and I'm waiting for the Justice League too. So yeah, we're all excited about that. I, yeah, it's gonna. It looks pretty. I you know I really hope Wonder Woman does well. 
Oh um, my God, I do too. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much it is, is uh, on the shoulders yes. of Wonder Woman right now. It is. Uh, we need, I, I think this world needs a good female superhero and it, it needs to be a big breakout. Absolutely. Um, and it's time. It is it's time. time for uh, they and tried Wonder before. Woman is a hero to do that. If she can't do it, then uh, I don't know what's going to happen to female-led superhero movies. If, yeah. You know, so, but it does look pretty good. It does. I gotta I, say, it looks pretty good. My fingers are crossed for it. We always yeah, have Supergirl. <laughs> I don't know, CW. <laughs> yeah, Supergirl's pretty good too. But uh, but I'm digging what Wonder Woman looks like and the, the feel of that. So. Yeah, I can't wait. So hopefully that turns out well. You know what? One thing that. Uh, I do want to praise you on actually that I'm thinking about it is you had some really amazing shots where you were able to get your Santa killer in the background. Like I, I, I don't remember if this was in the beginning or the middle, but you had one where he was actually hiding behind a door yeah, and, yeah. and it was just a simple thing of the character walking through and then just pushing the door and you see him. I mean, and, and like Larry said with the eyes earlier, it goes back to emoting. You know, mm-hmm. the only tool yes. you have are your eyes, and you get very, um, you're very awestruck by how many emotions you can show just by looking in someone's eyes. Like, you could tell if they're happy, if they're sad, if they're in pain, if they're yeah. pissed. I mean, I would hope that, and I, I hope, and I think with the help of Lido's performance uh, and all that, that Jamie does feel like a person, a character, and not just a walking monster machine. Just that I think that horror villains, slasher villains, uh, are are much more effective when they have a uh, when they have a quality about them that's sympathetic to the audience that the audience can relate to, making them feel just a tad bit more real. Even though you know we live in this campy world of slasher villains, and, and you're more on their side, and, and, and yeah. you're not totally against them the whole movie. Yeah, that you. It, it, in a sense, it's like the story of uh, Frankenstein, where he's the monster, but uh, you you feel for him, and it's not really his fault. It's the person who created him. That's the real monster, and it's sort of the same thing within all all through the house. It's the person who created Jamie, who is the the real monster of the movie, and yeah, and who ends up being the real bad guy at the end. So. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's very important. I agree. Oh. What, what what horror cliches do you think need to just be eliminated from the genre? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think that there were a couple that I said we that we were not going to do, even though I really wanted to throw in at least everything that I could possibly imagine. You know, the cat jumping through everything. I wanted all the <laughs> cliches to be in there. I did not, however, want to see the killer at the very end and we think he's dead and then his eyes pop open and then he's over. <laughs> Yeah, that was one cliche. I was like, we are not doing that one no matter what. <laughs> and one that we also, of course, saw in there was nudity, which you know, every every horror fan loves, I, I believe. Uh, do you? Yeah, I, I think that's funny. <laughs> I uh, uh, do you think I, I usually like to ask this one because I'm a pervert anyway. But uh, okay. do you think nudity is essential to horror movies and to the slasher genre, to be more specific? I don't necessarily think that it's a necessity at all, but I think that with the movie that I was doing, was, which was really paying tribute to all of those types of uh, uh, innuendos and, uh, and mistakes and, you know, even everything that was even, you know, I wanted to own everything about those, those early 
So nudity was important for that. But in a horror movie in general, I don't think it has to be like that. But I think it really is something that works when you're working with a lower budget movie, something to keep things interesting, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it makes it it makes it fun. And that was yeah. the the biggest goal uh, of doing this movie was to make it fun. And so we worked, we tried to sex it up as much as possible. And you succeeded. So, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful girls in this movie, I'll, yes. I'll have to say. Yeah. yeah. And they don't look like porn stars either, No, right? they don't. They're legitimately beautiful girls. Yes. Yeah. Well, even, uh, like, Jessica Cameron, who's in the film, she has... Yeah. I mean, she is... She seems to be one of the busiest people on Twitter that I see. She uh, is. Because <laughs> like, she does a podcast with, uh, I think, Heather Dwarf. Yes, yes. She does that. She's a producer. Like Twitter updates I've seen from her, it's like, oh, on the set of this, on the set of that, doing this, doing that. And it's like, eh. I mean, it sucks. <clears throat> it sucks we couldn't get all three of you guys together, like you, Amanda, and Jessica together to talk about it. Uh, but we could. Shoot. Well, we, we certainly can sometime. I mean, Jessica and I do interviews uh, all the time for Alter the House, Oops. and she is a- absolutely an amazing person to talk to. Total wealth of information, in the, especially in the indie uh, horror community. Most of the time when Jessica is talking, I'm just listening. I just got <laughs> everything in that she's saying. Sweet. She's that's... an amazing person. Are you familiar with Hunter Johnson at all? Um, you know what? I, I know that name. He, he's a, a filmmaker, actor, producer. Yeah. Uh, he actually just released recently uh, to Jennifer... Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a movie Jessica was in, yeah. Well, no, she was in the first one. He did the sequel the Jeff, to it. Yeah, the, the one with, on the iPhone. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to realize as I, like, meet and talk to more and more of you guys, you all know each other. This <laughs> <laughs> is the Kevin Bacon game. Yes, it's like... To say until itself. Yeah, it's like the six degrees of this person. <laughs> it's a good community. I'm proud to be part of it. And I've made some amazing friends. Uh, I was looking at your IMDb page, and I saw that there's a, a movie called Scary Larry, and I, I have yeah. to see this because it, it shares my name. So, <laughs> uh, how is this available? I haven't seen it anywhere. I don't recall seeing yeah, it. Yeah, you know, Scary Larry right now is not available. Okay. Uh, Scary Larry uh, fell, there, a couple of producers, I mean, Scary Larry was made for very little money. It was uh, just an opportunity to, to do something so that I could actually show my way of breaking in. Like, look, I can make a movie and I, I could have it tell a story. But then two of the people, producers, are fighting over who owns what. Uh. And it was just vicious. It doesn't involve me. I really have no control o- over it. And unless they work it out, uh, Scary Larry probably will never be seen. Oh, man. But oh. it helped me get this gig. Uh. <laughs> this gig that I worked on now. Help me get the next gig. So it's, it's all good, but it is sad that uh, that it will probably never be seen. Well, it's Maybe all, they'll work it out. I don't know. All thanks to Scary Larry. So Absolutely. <laughs> you know, before we wrap up, I do want to thank you for your time. Uh, I know we've been trying to do this for like a month, and it's just been like hey. tag between me and you back and forth. <laughs> Not a problem. I, I enjoy talking to fellow horror geeks and... Uh, Superhero fans as well. Oh, yeah. Dude. We love it all, man. We love all that stuff. Yes. I love how he just didn't play us as virgins. <laughs> I'm not a... 
Um, but you know well, yeah, what? We could definitely plan something too with Jessica if you like. So I, I know she'd be down. Well, we'd love to get you again and some more of the cast. I mean, we we love when we talk to you guys, and you're just so easy to talk to, and conversation just kind of flows. Um, but you know what? I, I do applaud the attitude of or the independent attitude of everyone has to work together to make it work. And absolutely, it's it's like an engine. All parts need to be firing in sync. If not, you're going to break down on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. It's a it, it could be a hard road if uh, you don't have everybody on who's passionate, wanting to work. Because uh, there's you know there's not a lot of money, especially when you're starting off making your own movies. Right. So you right. got to run on passion and determination. Absolutely. And luckily, I was surrounded by a lot of passionate and determined uh, individuals. You know, there needs to be a documentary made about independent filmmakers too. I mean, like even especially yeah, well, horror know, independent filmmakers. Jessica has done a documentary. Has she? Uh, what's it called? It's called Kill the PA. It's going to be. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the format that's going to be coming out, but uh, they filmed it during her road trip while she was uh, filming Mania, and uh, I have not seen it yet. She's promised me to let me see it, but we I have not seen it. But I've heard tons about it, and it is definitely uh gonna be a good time all right awesome all right well before we wrap up todd why don't you uh give us some of your plugs where people can find you where they can find your movie you know, well you can find me i'm on facebook with todd nunes uh a twitter todd underscore nunes you can also find everything out about uh, all through the house on our webpage at all through the and on facebook and you can also get uh, the latest news on my upcoming movie, Death War 13, on uh, Facebook and uh, DeathWar13.com. Yeah, and you know what? When that movie comes out, feel free to hit us up or we'll hit you up and we'll have you on to promote it. Yeah, I can't wait. I would, I, I would love to see this movie. Absolutely. It's going to be a blast. Sweet. I cannot well, wait. Again, Todd, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I really appreciate it from, as you would say, one horror geek to another. Um yeah, man. It was nice meeting you. Nice talking to you. Congratulations, and good job Thank on the you. movie. Dude, and you know what? Yeah. You, sh- you should be very proud. You know why? Because I actually saw how your movie was blowing up on Twitter. Got it blowing up. What a, oh, yeah. what a douche <laughs> I am. I saw everybody yeah. talking. Yeah, he agrees. Everyone yeah. talking about it on Twitter, and I was like, you know what? I need to check this out, and I'm glad I did. Well, I'm glad you did, too. And, yeah, we are really grateful that uh, the movie is doing so well and has... Uh, gone beyond the horror independent audience which has really it's been a bit shocking but uh we are ecstatic and hopefully people are getting the movie and enjoying it and having fun with it awesome. i couldn't be happier best christmas present ever awesome congratulations <laughs> thank you guys i really appreciate it all right I thank you we'll be back all right happy holidays dad all right scary christmas <laughs> all right.